When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The biggest breaking news stories, an outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Pleasure to have your company on this Monday morning. I have to say, very disconcerted looking out of the window of, uh, of Talk TV Towers this morning to see it's still sort of pitch dark. Yes, autumn is very much uh, uh, hitting us, I, I think we can safely say. Normally we've had a beautiful sunrise by now, but uh, uh, the hours, uh, the, the darkness is sort of coming in. And I don't know about you, the heating has gone on. Whatever the price, the heating has gone on. But then I am a southern softy as my uh, northern in-laws would tell you. Anyway, joining me this morning for all the chat and lots to talk about today is political commentator Ali Marash. Good morning to you. Morning, Julia. Um, it may be dark outside, but the sun's always shining when I see you, Julia. Oh, OK. That was quite creepy. <laughs> <laughs> even you couldn't say that. Even I, even I, even I. I mean, you, there was, was just was a little, you kept it going, it. and then there was just a little look at the end. You weren't going to keep it going. <laughs> Good to be with you. Oh, no. um, heating on yet? Uh, I'm wearing a hoodie. Actually, uh, which David well, I know Cameron... I'm, I'm wearing two jumpers under a fleece blanket, but I still put the heating on. But then no, I, I am. I mean, I, I look, I've basically got lizard blood. But you knew that already. Um, I, I do not. I mean, honestly, I've, I, I could I would have the heating on in June if it was up to me. It is cold. It is getting colder. Uh, so far, I've managed to avoid it, but I think it will happen soon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it was an interesting little poll on Twitter yesterday about who's got the heating on. I was amazed that the vast majority haven't. I, that was, I had good intentions, but no, uh, not 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 so far. Look, um, lots and lots to talk about. I mean, thank God there are things to talk about other than Tory party at the moment, because I've got to be honest with you, that's kind of been breaking my soul a little bit about uh, uh, the constant calls for, you know, Liz, Liz Trust to do this, Liz Trust to do that, and, and the charm offensive we're told she's going to be on today. But let's talk about what's happened in uh, Ukraine. Um, because uh, Crimea is in Ukraine. Um, the Kerch Bridge, the only land bridge between Russia and Ukraine, sort of off the eastern uh, peninsula, built by uh, Vladimir Putin, huge expense, more than £2 billion. Uh, pounds. It, cost, it was opened by him. He drove a truck across it. This is very much Putin's bridge, asserting uh, that, uh, that he believes Crimea to be part of Russian territory uh, after uh, annexing in 2014. Um, and uh, early hours Saturday morning, we did see that uh, explosion at six o'clock in the morning. Now, there seems to still be quite a lot of dispute over whether it was a, a, a lorry bomb, whether it was a missile attack, both, who knows. Um, but Vladimir Putin yesterday spoke out for the very first time in the evening last night and declared it as an act of terrorism. <clears throat> 
and said it was basically sponsored by the secret, uh, secret police of Ukraine. Um, what are your thoughts on that event? Because I'm not saying a major, major sort of victory and attack by the Ukrainians who not yet claimed it, but the repercussions could be quite serious. Well, we're unclear at the moment, Julia, who's done it, but it is a symbolic uh, kick in the teeth for Vladimir Putin. We already know that he's on the ropes. This uh, invasion has not gone the way he thought it would. He did not march on Kiev and, and get this war over within a matter of weeks. Uh, he's also been suffering um, losses of territory in the east. So this is adding uh, to his woes at a very, very difficult time for him. We know he had that rally. He had that meeting of all the senior figures uh, in his circle the other day, and he's trying to shore up his position. But the question is, what does a very desperate man whose back's mm. against the wall then do? We heard the warnings last week from Joe Biden that we may be looking at nuclear Armageddon. I know they were slightly off the cuff. But to be fair to Joe Biden, I mean, that is the the ultimate disaster scenario where you've got someone on the battlefield using t tactical nuclear weapons. And then where does that go from there? Yeah, um, absolutely. And that and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, interestingly, of course, you said he had that big gathering it was to mark his 70th birthday on Friday. Um, and um you know, and then to have this attack straight after, and there's a wonderful video put out by a senior figure in the Ukrainian government, which has Marilyn Monroe singing "Happy Birthday" to uh, to Kennedy, "Happy Birthday, Mr. President," something along those lines. And um, but with with you know, cut with the pictures of the Kerch explosion. Look, three people died in that um, attack. We've since seen reprisals from Russians that attack on a block of flats in Zaporizhia, killing thirteen. Um, the interesting thing is, of course, you know, if this was a missile attack, they thought that it could only have been an American-supplied missile. Americans won't comment whether they did or did not, which could have reached this bridge. If it was a lorry attack, you know, it appeared to be a lorry that would come from the Russian side, in which case, you know, a bomb attack, in which case, you know, were other rebels involved? Um, but the key thing here is this is a crucial supply route, isn't it, for uh, for the for the Russians uh, to you know, not just bring in supplies to Crimea, but also supplies through to the, the Ukrainian territory that they have uh, they've taken over. Um, the, see, the big worry is is how he responds. And there seems to be this sort of move on on you know, what was supposedly Kremlin state controlled television in, in Russia to sort of call for strong reprisals, to call for uh, action. And nuclear weapons appears to be the way to go. And we often think of nuclear weapons in terms of Nagasaki and Hiroshima. They don't have to be that huge. They can be what's called tactical nuclear weapons, but still nevertheless devastating and a a, 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 you know, a line in the sand breach. Well, actually, that's really important because I was actually going to say that has always been a red line in these kind of conflicts. We've never been in a situation uh, in living memory where nuclear weapons have been used in this sort of manner. And you go back to 1962 and the Cuban Missile Crisis and how close we came to a nuclear conflagration between the two great superpowers. And I remember uh, just in the last few months, uh, Julia, uh, Nina Khrushcheva, Nikita Khrushchev's great uh, granddaughter, who's a professor of international relations in the US, saying that she felt that we've never been closer to a nuclear conflagration uh, before. And that is a yeah. deeply sobering thought. You've got a desperate individual whose back's against the wall. He's on the ropes, hasn't gone the way he wanted it to. There haven't been peace talks. I mean, I still... I'm sceptical about how this all ends. There is no uh, visible off-ramp, to quote Joe Biden, for Vladimir Putin. What does he do in this scenario? His yeah. power is slowly ebbing away. We don't really know how quickly, but certainly it's not going his way.
Yeah, indeed. Um, now, I've, I want to talk about Liz Truss. We're going to have to do that. But first of all, I want to talk about uh, Nicola Sturgeon. Uh, she uh, was in, on BBC's Nora Kunzberg yesterday, once again talking about um, whether or not uh, you, they were going to get a, a second referendum on the Scottish independence. She's wanting one in October 2023. The Supreme Court, is, the UK, is looking into that. Um, ongoing, ongoing issues there. But what's really made the news is something uh, she did have to say about the concern Let's have a little look at and listen to that clip. The question to me is, would I prefer a Labour government over a Tory government? I, I detest the Tories and everything they stand for, so it's not difficult to answer that question. I detest the Tories and everything they stand for. Um, she's been accused by Nadim Sahawi, the Cabinet Office Minister, of uh, dangerous language. Um, is it dangerous? Uh, it's very unbecoming of a leader. Uh, and I would have expected more from Nicola Sturgeon. It's tribal and it's vitriolic, and it's wrong. Uh, people in positions of power in British public life need to conduct uh, discourse in a polite, civilised, yet robust manner. Using words like detest, in my view, is not uh, the language becoming of a leader of a country that wants to be independent. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. For me, it just feels just incredibly juvenile. I mean, th th this is just not... It's not how grown-up politicians, you know, you world see, leaders talk. But you see, I think it's even more than juvenile, Julia, because you know that we have... If you, you just look at social media, you look at the political discourse, it is vitriolic, it is tribal, it is divisive. Mm -hmm. We need to be having discussions about difficult issues for people in a meaningful, robust civilised manner. I'm not saying that you can't be direct and get your point across forcefully. Am I not allowed to. to call people lunatics then? You can call people lunatics, but det I mean, detest, detest. Uh, yes, hatred. Yes, that's the thing. You hate. Yeah, it's, it's, yes, this is the thing. Look, it's, I, I, that I, language I, is very different. It's, de it's different from sort of being dismissive or I mean, like I, I get a load of abuse on Twitter, which I personally find very amusing. Uh, but you know, I'm, 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 I made a stir of stuff than most. But but it, it, it's amazing the the anger which a lot of people who claim to be nice people seem to feel towards people they've never met, which I find interesting. I mean, there are there are politicians I like, politicians I dislike, um, politicians who I admire but disagree with. Um, and and again, I think Nicola Sturgeon is a, an extraordinary politician. Well, she, she I think she's magnificent. No. I love that she never plays the woman card. Um, she she you know she does it on her own terms. She can take you know she's a fantastic in an interview. Um, I just disagree with her on most things. Well, she is the most effective Scottish politician of her generation. But if you would use words like detest, I mean you're not going to exactly endear Liz Truss to give you a call. I mean she's saying Liz Truss. Do you not her. think it's extraordinary though that since I mean the Prime Minister has been elected uh, by Tory Party members that she has not had a phone call? Now, should that phone call though be down to her or should it be down to Nicola Sturgeon? Well, they need to talk. I mean Scotland is a, an important part of the UK. Of course they need to talk. But I actually think Nicola Sturgeon's uh, movement to independence is actually uh, going in the wrong direction now. Her best landing card would have been a minority Labour government, which would have relied on the mm. SNP, and the quid pro quo would have been a Scottish independence vote. At the moment, the way the Tories are going, there'll be a Labour majority Indeed. government. It will never happen. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley-Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. 
Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.